Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and Knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah, what's up? It's your boy, baby. And to my other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Hey, like Mystique says, kids? I ain't got no kids. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights, coming to you at a new date, a new time. Uh, we are actually going to be broadcasting on Tuesdays from now on live. So thanks to everyone who's tuning in today. Um, and Alfonso, uh, you can't say that. Mystique can't say that. Uh, so yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, if you add up my kids and you add up <laughs> Joe's kids, you still got to speak. So there's that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do. Quite a few indeed. Uh, so, gentlemen, today we are going to be discussing She-Hulk. That's right, ladies, yeah. gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order. We are going to be discussing the first episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, first, initial thoughts. Before you guys get into what you thought of the show, did this show live up to your initial expectations. What were, your, what were your first expectations going into the show? Uh, Alfonso, I'll start off with you. Yeah. Um, and of course, my thoughts, the way I, from what I've known about She-Hulk, you know, breaking forth wall, doing all these shenanigans, and I, I thought it was going to be a lot of fun, and she did not disappoint. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time with the show. I love the fourth wall breaks. I was down. Joe, your initial idea with... Uh, what was your thoughts going into this show? What were you expecting? Um, I thought it was good. I mean, I never collected a She-Hulk comic book, so my expectations aren't that high. Phase four hasn't hyped me up for any higher expectations. So for me, it's when you expect to get let, let, let down, and then you see something like this, you're like, because Miss Marvel was pretty good. And so this one was pretty good, too. The first episode was pretty good. A lot of people were complaining about it, but... I didn't have an issue with a lot of the things that they did in this episode. Okay, the people who are complaining about it were incels, so I'm just going to say that up front. Incels, you are not welcomed in the Nerd World Order. You don't have to listen to the Nerd World Order because this show is not for you, Nerd World Order. We are nerds redefined. My initial expectations, I thought this show was going to be hot garbage. Just, yeah. you know, I, I the CGI, as we know... Somebody, you know, they had to pull somebody aside and they were like, guy who made Ugly Sonic, you're fired on this too, you know? Yeah. And so I was expecting some really bad CGI. Um, I don't know how they found the worst clips possible to use for the trailer, but they did. Mm -hmm. And so the tr it looked dumb. It looked goofy. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't looking forward to it. But then uh, shortly before the episode aired, uh, folks started who had seen like the first episode or maybe even the first uh, three episodes were mm -hmm. saying that it was 
really good. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a chance. And as Joe and Alfonso have stated, we were pleasantly surprised. Mm. Um, I did read She-Hulk comic books. I'll be honest, I didn't uh, what I didn't like really like it that much. I was just a teenage boy, and She-Hulk was quite simply probably the hottest uh, mm-hmm. female superhero, and that's why I read it. It, it mm-hmm. didn't even need words. It could have just been pictures, and I would have read <laughs> She-Hulk. Yeah. Alfonso, overall, tell us how you like this show, because I know you liked it. Oh, totally, man. I mean, you know, it, it had all, you know, the standard situational comedy. You know, it starts off as a law, you know, a law, a law show. You know, you got a lawyer, you know, giving her a little spiel and kind of like, okay, how, I wonder how they're going to get to She-Hulk from here. And then she's like, I'm already She-Hulk. Hey, that's actually pretty cool. Now, this is what happened. And then they did a little flashback montage thing. It was actually a whole episode, not a montage. But mm-hmm. uh, they pulled it off really well. You know, I it, it concerns me on how easy it is for one to become a Hulk in the Mar- on the MCU. So we'll have to see where that goes. I'm going to jump in and Joe, feel free to knock me down and make me feel bad about my observations. <laughs> I really love the show. Uh, I felt like it was funny. I felt like the dynamic between Bruce and uh, Jen were just awesome. Uh, I understood what they were going for in the sense of when Bruce said your genetic makeup makes you more prone to uh, having a Hulk reaction to the gamma radiation. Based on what I'm reading, uh, you guys know I love Hulk, and now they're continuing with a new Hulk series. It makes perfect sense. I mean, there are so many versions of Hulks, uh, not the uh, dissociative disorder Hulks, but the Hulk family. Uh, you know, we have um, we have like let's say, of course, you have the She Hulk. You also have um, you also have like Rick Jones, who became the Abomination. Uh, later on, uh, the, the Hulk's wife is also a version of the Hulk. Um, or a Hulk, uh, Red She-Hulk. We also have uh, General Ross as being a Red Hulk. So there's a certain genetic makeup that when exposed to gamma radiation has a Hulk reaction. And that's exactly what this is. And that's what he was saying. And it follows the comic books. So I totally agree with it. Joe, knock me down. I'm not going to knock you down. Well, maybe. No, I'm not going to knock you down. No, like I, I kind of want to touch on like, people are so upset because she's so strong out the gate and it seems like she can turn into Hulk anytime she wants. She has no power. She has no problem using her strength. She has no problem using yoga. And so a lot of people were saying, Oh, it's not another woke series kind of, you know, they're, they're saying that like it's feminism thing because it's female stronger than that. But here's my thing. A lot of people like, you know, I know Alan, you read a lot of Hulk, but the um, the DO, because I can't say the whole thing. I know you how to say it, so I'll abbreviate it. The DO with with Hulk, it stems from him getting abused as his dad. So that's why he has those two different personalities. And that's why he struggles and can't come out the gate like a She-Hulk who can just manifest into She-Hulk and come back out. And why she can catch it a lot faster and why he has a book of what he had to deal with through the whole time because she didn't have to deal with that. Now, this is where I, I tell Marvel, you're very slick. And I was telling you about this, Alan. Like, you're very slick because you can still do it like that and use that as a crutch to say, 
it's not woke because this is why. And they're pretty smart, like how they did that. Here's my issue with it. I don't have an issue with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It worked with it. My thing is, She-Hulk is no different than Captain Marvel. Because out the gate, she comes out strength. But because Brie Larson is known as a feminist, she gets a bad rap, and so does Captain Marvel gets a bad rap, and everyone hates the movie. That character is no different than the, what the character She-Hulk demonstrated in the series, coming out the gate, being strong, and, and but no one has a problem with it. You see how that society plays a part in some of those movies? That's so I don't have a problem with it. I think it's okay. If you understand comic books, then you understand the whole dynamic of why it's that the way they explain it, and that's then that's how it is. Um the, the problem that I have is, and I hope this is what they're gonna do, is because she has no problem being Hulk, right? There's no room for her to grow to get into Hulk. I'm hoping they're gonna take the angle as far as like if you look at herself. She has self-doubt when she's not the Hulk, and the confidence comes full-blown when she is the Hulk. And you can see from the previews, like, when she meets the dude, and he's like, oh, can you change in the Hulk? You know, so the confidence is going to be there. So I think what they're going to do is have the battle between her fighting her identity as far as being everybody loves the Hulk and no one loves her. And that's the dynamic she's going to have to battle with. That will be her deal, the personality of, like, being Hulk who's popular and everybody loves to when she's not the Hulk and everyone doesn't care about her. So I think if they do it that way, I think that would be cool. And I don't know if it'll shut up a lot of people that still would disagree with what I'm saying. <laughs> I, as a comic book reader, Joe, agree 110 with what you're saying. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights, write this down. I agree with Joe. Uh, because Ooh. to your Booyah! point... <laughs> Uh, by the way, what's up, Replica Pro Collector? First on the scene. How you doing, bro? Thanks for listening to the broadcast. New day and time. Tuesdays. Um, so, yeah, like you were saying, Joe, it follows a comic book. You know, she yeah. out of the gate. Boom. She could control mm -hmm. her powers, right? And mm -hmm. the dissociative, dissociative identity disorder, bro, the Hulk has a million, not a million. He has a lot of different personalities. He has Joe mm -hmm. Fix-It. Uh, he also has the Bruce Banner personality. Uh, he also has Professor Hulk. Uh, he also has the version of the Hulk that was in World War Hulk, where he's stronger than Professor Hulk. Um, and there's also a version of the Hulk where the Hulk has a Hulk to protect the Hulk. Because the whole thing about the Hulk is his sole purpose, as Joe stated, because uh, Bruce Banner was an abused child, the Hulk personality was born to protect an abused child. So that's why there's two personalities, because Bruce Banner just has multiple personalities. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it's They haven't mentioned that yet, but I think they will. So excellent mm -hmm. point, Joe. If they don't read comics, they don't get it. And if they don't get it, they don't deserve to watch and listen to the Nerd World Order broadcast. Alfonso, <laughs> listening very quietly. What's your thoughts, my bro? Yeah, I mean, you know, Bruce, he's you know, for lack of a better term, he is a broken man, right? He, he never had the, the, the proper guidance to deal with his trauma, right? Whereas uh, Jennifer, she's not, it's not that she is a well-adjusted woman, she's just a well-adjusted person, right? And a lot of people were kind of, you know, oh, it's because she's a girl. No, that's not what it is. She's just a well-adjusted person. She didn't have to deal with the same stuff he did growing mm -hmm. up. 
right? She didn't have to learn those coping mechanisms. She had her own adversity and she learned how to deal with it and she dealt with it properly. And that's why she's able to coexist and co-mingle with a She-Hulk persona. Right. Exactly. I, I, exactly. I, I blame Josh Whitten, bro, because he's <laughs> the one that came up with that lullaby, right? And I'm glad the writer made fun of it saying, because she was like, really, a lullaby? You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. You know, it's like the the problem with you couldn't you couldn't give at least a five to ten minute backstory within the Avengers of when they were drinking. Yeah, you want to you're gonna flirt with somebody that you're never gonna be with. That was a perfect opportunity to tell you like a backstory of his childhood of what happened. So right. then people that don't read the comics will understand that. The what people when they watch the Hulk and you know, like incredible Hulk movies, they don't tap into why the Hulk is where he's at. And you know, like, and who he's fighting to protect him, it's fixing on a Hulk that destroys everything. So, when you see someone that's a female, or excuse me, someone that's a woman that's strong and doesn't need anybody and just can just do things, people get intimidated of it because they're thinking, Oh, Hulk is a man and he should be a lot stronger than he is, which they tricked you with the boulder we threw in space. And I think that's just a CGI. They're like, Bro, like, we got to give. Somebody out there, some happiness about the Hulk because, you know, he's he hasn't been done anything. Even if he's smart Hulk, I mean, that's cool and all, but he hasn't demonstrated since, like, the first Avengers of him being kind of strong. You know what I mean? So, like, every since then, they nerfed him. Yeah. And even, like, they nerfed him, bro. And so, like, I'm kind of looking forward we can, to, like, dude, the, the, scar, the, the, the ship that came in front where they started it off when they crashed. That's the sign of good things to come, I think. What do you think about that, Alan? I'm going to have to agree, even though I don't want to agree, with Clutch, the maestro, Rashawn himself, uh, says that Marvel Studios has disrespect the Hulk from the beginning. Here's why I agree and I disagree with that. The Hulk is so powerful that... You have to water him down. You have to tone him down. Mm -hmm. I think if you watch the original Hulk movie, Hulk by Ang Lee, uh, that movie does sort of touch on the relationship between him and his father. And one of the questions that Alfonso was going to bring up later is uh, how easy is it to become a Hulk, right? Alfonso threw that out there during our mm -hmm. pre-discussion. Uh, think about that movie. His dad developed the powers of a Hulk, right? And then he developed the powers of a Hulk and his uh, cousin develops the power of a Hulk because it's in their genetic makeup to become a Hulk. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff we can go into, like the, the one below it all, which is part of the comic book series, which do the comic book series is so good. But I do uh -huh. agree with Rashawn that uh, they have nerfed him a little bit, but I also uh -huh. feel like. Uh, both Joe and Rashawn, they have to because he's so he's so OP. He's like the most OP as far as physical power in all of Marvel comic books. And yet in Captain Marvel, they don't nerf her. And then and then game, they don't nerf her. And she's super strong. Super strong. And I think that's why people get upset. I can I can agree with that. You know, I can make excuses why Captain Marvel isn't as, or why <laughs> Captain Marvel is as strong as she is, but the yeah. Hulk is not at full power. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it's just make it, me making excuses for Kevin Feige. And unless he's going to pay me and invite me to his log cabin, I'm not making excuses for Kevin mm. Feige. 
<laughs> you know, I was uh, I always like to make fun of the way Jean Grey, you know, is fainting throughout the X Men '97 cartoon, right? So, you know, I actually had a discussion with some of the creators uh, during Comic Con, and they're like, "Well, you know why we do that, right?" Uh, no, what? Low blood sugar? <laughs> no, no, it's because she's so overpowered, right? She could just end any conflict with the snap of her finger. She, you know, it's done. So it's like we had to have her pass out so the X Men could do something. <laughs> Yeah, but did she pass out in the comics? Not really. No. Okay, she just that's, died. That, okay, quit with that bullarkey there, died. bro. No, no, it's, quit it's that bullarkey. No, in the comics though, she had all kinds of mental blocks put in there by Professor X because she was too powerful, right? Oh. She couldn't control telepathy and tele telekinesis at the same time at yeah. first, so it slowly let that out for her, right? Hmm. And of course, he died, she died, so you know, here and there, Phoenix, all that. Hmm. But eventually, she was able to control all that, and she is she's super buff, but you know. It's what Alan would say, lazy writing. And that's probably why Chris Claremont was like, man, I ain't trying to have it when he was at that panel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I am just so excited about this show because they just touched on so much. I don't know which way you guys want to go because there's so much to cover. Uh, for me, about it's about the beginning. The beginning. Yeah. Okay, go for it. With the ship? Talk about that. Okay, let's talk about the ship. So we have the Sicarian uh, courier ship. Courier. Uh, courier. It was a courier Ooh. ship. Uh, Alfonso, why don't you drop your theory on us? <laughs> well, you know, the Hulk was pretty popular on Sakar, right? You know, he had he had a lot of things thrown at him here and there, left and right. Uh, I'm believing this courier service is going to be showing up with some... Uh, child support <laughs> documentation and uh, Jennifer Walters is going to have to defend him in court because, you know, there is, as we know in the comics, there's Scar, his son, who comes from Sakar, And uh, I think that has to do something with that. And I think that's going to have a lot to do with the lead into World War Hulk. I think World War Hulk, in my opinion, it's not going to be like what we were used to, what we read in the comics. I think they're going to take the course more like Armor Wars, where in Armor Wars, Iron Man had to go around and just take everybody out who had a technology. I think in this, well, you got Abomination, you got She-Hulk, you got Scar, you've got, you know, possibly Thunderbolt Ross with his Red Hulk persona, possible Betty Ross with her Red Hulk, Red She-Hulk. I mean, there's there's so many Hulks. Abomination, you know, Rick Jones becomes Abomination. There's there's so many out there. I think what's going to happen is he's going to be like, man, I feel responsible for all this chaos and damage. I got to put a stop to all this Hulk stuff. So I think they're going to go that route with that personally. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you, Alfonso. <laughs> First of all, Rashawn says World War Hulk already happened in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Rashawn, yeah. I know mm. that you are the expert. However, IMO, mm. I feel like Thor Ragnarok set up World War Hulk. Because if there, if that Sakarian uh, courier ship is coming from Sakar, we don't know what happened on Sakar. But we do know that that is sort of like a, let's say, sort of their version of trying to give us uh, some of World War Hulk. So I feel like they use elements of World War Hulk, or excuse me, Planet Hulk, um, mm -hmm. and Thor Ragnarok. But now it's like, hey, he's back. And he said something that I, I caught what he was saying the second time. The first time, uh, I watched it twice, so just so you guys know, I watched it twice. The second time, when he was speaking to Jen, he said, once you become a monster, that's mm -hmm. the only way that the world sees you. Mm -hmm. And he looked pissed. And so my thing is, I feel like at some point, 
though he wants to go back to being Bruce Banner, the world will continue to see him as an enemy. Because I get what you're saying, Rashawn. They did a very lazy writing way of just, oh, mm-hmm. he got he got lost on a shuttle and and got you know shot off into space, which was their version of the Illuminati shooting him off mm-hmm. into space because he's he was too much of a threat. But now what I see happening is everyone's going to see him as a monster. And because we don't have Captain America, we don't have Iron Man, um, we can even say we don't have like the T'Challa version of Black Panther, all of these newer, younger Avengers are going to go against him because he's one of the original Avengers and he is far more powerful than them. So so I feel like uh, I feel like Planet Hulk is coming just based on the fact that he will never be seen as a true hero. I mean, World War Hulk, right? Yeah, World War Hulk. We've already had Planet Hulk. Moving yeah. on to World War Hulk. Thank you. Well, that, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I, I I didn't think about all the new heroes coming out. Yeah, it's like they're, you know, you're gonna. We know there's a Thunderbolts movie coming out, right? And they're gonna be like, they've got something to do. So, think it would make sense. These are actually bad guys, or you know, people working for the government. Go after the Hulk. That's gonna be their first thing. We got to take them out, right? Hulk is too much. We we can't have this guy. So, I like that. Yeah, I'm really excited just for that idea. You know, I'm really excited for the idea that Scar is going to be out there because, you know, Scar, I was never really like a huge fan. To me, he was like Dakin or Dakin, Wolverine, where he just kind of feels like a a watered down, slimmed down version of the Hulk, you know, so never really that impressed by Scar. But just the idea of even if you know how, like, basically they're because everyone's contract eventually does end. They're mm-hmm. ending, you know, eventually the Hulk's contract is going to come to an end so they can go She-Hulk. So at this point they can uh, bring in Scar. I'd like to see Scar maybe on a different planet, sort of having sort of a Conan sort of setup. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah, but here, the, the, the issue that I have with it because the Planet Croak was so bad, so bad in the Thor and they just wasted it but I see why they had to do that but I don't think Scar is going to happen that fast because if you remember in Thor he's like me angry me don't want to do this me want he's not going to have sex with that one me get the sad sex like that's the way he was talking that's not going to happen and I don't think I just don't see that happening dude when I like saw it happening <laughs> yeah, I just no, I don't, I don't. She's, I don't, I don't see that happening. So then you have to get it to a point. What's going to make Bruce Banner upset? Is he going to have? I don't know the other personality that you said, Alan. That's just going to make him super strong and and just tear up the planet for him to get sent. And then he goes somewhere else, and then he has Scar. Then because they haven't, you can't go back and. You can't go back and fix that. That from when he was with Thor, any crash land and uh, Infinity War, you just can't say, "Oh, hey, by the way, when he was Hulk, he had sex." And like, I just don't. I, the way it was written, I just don't see it that way. I could see your point. Uh, I could also say, and I said I wouldn't say this, but they did it for Captain America. In this episode, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. So why not? <laughs> and, and 
Yeah, but you I'm when kidding, they did bro. it with when they did it with Captain America, bro, that was a he was a he he was a, he was really fully grown. And not to mention when she was flirting, she did give him that look, bro. Like, what's good? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you know, you know, Valkyrie and and Hulk on Sakaar were like something was going on there a little more than their playful tumbling, you know. I know because if you if <laughs> did you not watch like Thor <laughs> the last Thor? Thunder. Yeah, uh, like you can tell she's not into guys, but not really into yeah the Hulk stat no. or male. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not, bro. Like you know that, right? Mm. She made kind of made comments like I think it was like because he had like a child, like me, like nice. I think she maybe like a mother role. I I I see it more of a mother role for the Hulk. He was like her puppy. <laughs> Oh, that's a big puppy. Rashawn said so. <laughs> Mr. Clutch says so. You guys think they're going to unnerf the Hulk? I, I think so because if you can only use the Hulk with not by himself, I think kind of like you remember how they they didn't have the rights to X Men and so they try to do it with the uh, the Inhumans thing mm -hmm. and they said no more mutants will kill them off because they don't want to sell even though like Hulk comics are still out. I think it's kind of like almost like that for me that once they fully get the rights, I think it's going to be different because then they can go, they can do more with the Hulk in 2023. So if you look in 20 by 2023, you're going to have the X-Men, you're going to have professor X, you, you know, who you, I don't know who else you're going to have Namor. You'll, you'll still have Dr. Strange. You'll have a new black Panther. We don't know who that is. Right. Who to your point, Alan, with the younger Avengers really don't know who the Hulk is. So they they could be quick to be like, nah, man, this guy's gotta go. So you have three, you just don't have Iron Man. You could have like, you know, like Inhuman come too. Can't remember his name right now. But you could have him come back, you know, in that Black universe. Bolt. Black Bolt, there you go. Yeah. And so the only one you really don't have pretty much is Iron Man. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. In twenty twenty three. Iron Heart. Good yeah, point. And then and you know, Maybe. it's like the, the Hulk like, I, I when I watched it my second time, and she when I watched She Hulk the second time, I noticed she was pushing his buttons a little more, and he was really getting frustrated a few times, and you could tell he was on the verge of kind of losing it. He had stopped and regained his composure. You know, I I think that he is just on that fine line about the crack. You know, he just needs that that one more hair or what is it? What's it? hey straw straw that breaks the camel's back? That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe, but that's just families arguing, really. Yeah. That, so, what, she hopes going to be the one that drops them over? You know what I mean? Like, no, that's no, no, family. No. You ever argue with your family? Oh, totally, totally. But you can so you're, see. So you're more invested arguing with your family oh, than course. you are but arguing you, you with could strangers. See, you could see that he's like, well, wait a minute. I, I better settle down, right? And, and, of course, he would with family. But when he was the same kind of argument, somebody pushing his buttons who's not in his family, he's going to be like, Hulk smash! I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I feel like she's not going to be the one that puts him over. It's just no, no, going to no. be a lot more situational stuff. I'm just, I'm just uh, saying it was so, foreshadowing that that's going to happen because they. I can see that. Yeah, when you watch it, you see him like, whoa, I'm getting a little angry here. You know, that's all I'm saying. Well, that's going to be a given. But what's going to drive him over? It's not going to be her. No. And it has to be all. something huge. Because if not, it's just going to be DC lady lazy writing. If <laughs> you know what I mean, it has to make sense. 
Yeah, you know? He doesn't yeah. have the but Illuminati I, to send him off. But if you, I mean, if you look like, well, he has to do like, well, in the comics, right, Alan, like, they felt he was a danger because he does so much damage. So right. if, he's, if he's smart Hulk, he's not doing any damage. Right. He secluded himself for the last five years on the Mexican island that him and Tony yeah. built. I can so, totally see the Thunderbolts pushing him over the edge. Or, so he has to fight back. And then they're going to, you know, TV is going to be like, well, look, it was all just a Hulk. It was a Hulk. And he's like, it wasn't mm -hmm. me. And then, you know, of course, you know, he becomes this, this demon that everybody goes after, right? And that's yeah. when he's like, you know what? You guys want to see a monster? I'm going to show you a monster. But you have to remember also, Thunderbolts comes at the end of 2023. Oh, well, damn. So, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, dude? So, like, what? You're going to have to save that Hulk all for another whole year before you bring... You know what I mean? Yeah, they so, haven't announced Planet Hulk yet, or uh, World War Hulk yet. So, But we know it's coming, yeah. so who knows? Yeah. If, if well, after it could be... Yeah. yeah, they only announced two movies, I think it was. Like, yeah. Or three. Three. Yeah, yeah so uh I Rashawn, they have to unnerve the Hulk. The the Hulk can mm -hmm. never be as strong as he is in the comic books just because he has unlimited strength. But I feel like if you check out the Donny Cates writing right now, uh, mm -hmm. you'll just see like the Hulk is being written very well and there's mm -hmm. so many directions they can go with that character. They can unnerve him but still allow him to be beaten in the MCU. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, you know, guys, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Hulk, which is really <laughs> yeah. interesting because the name of the show is She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Matt Murdock, Daredevil. How do you feel this attorney is going to interact with uh, Jen as an attorney? Well, he's a really good lawyer. <laughs> I, I honestly think that they're going to bring him in the courtroom before we see him as Daredevil. Um, I was actually going back through. <laughs> I was looking at some TikToks again because, you know, I like to refresh my, my brain. <laughs> Somebody was actually going over some of the comics, and there was a time that Murdoch and She-Hulk were in uh, the court fighting over Captain America, right? They, one was the, uh, she was defending Captain America. Murdoch wasn't, but Murdoch actually hired was hired by Cap or told, Captain America told him to come at him with everything he got. So he was the one who got him to do it. But there was a time like after, after one of the court proceedings that, you know, Daredevil shows up and nut taps on her window and she goes out the window and he starts running off the rooftops and he, she starts chasing after him and he finally stops. She's like, what are you running for? And he goes, you know, after these proceedings, I think it'd be a good idea to blow off some steam. We both kind of needed to do that. And I think that's probably how it's going to happen. They're going to, Something's going to happen to where they're in court and they get super heated at each other. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to help you blow off some steam. You know, that's rooftop chase. And, you know, as we saw when we saw Daredevil in the previews, you know, he did a little dive roll on a rooftop. So I'm like, mm, that might happen. What do you think, Dukes? Joe, you want to jump in? Mm. <laughs> I know that I, you know, to Alfie's point, I think they are going to meet in a courtroom somehow, some way. Um, it all depends. Like, um, Roshan says, expect Daredevil and Kingpin to be watered down based upon <laughs> Hawkeye. <laughs> maybe, dude. Like, uh, maybe. But I don't know. I just see, like, um, 
I don't know, dude. Like, are we going to get the same Daredevil? That's what I'm kind of conflicted with. So, like, for me, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not that hyped to see Daredevil yet. Are you? I'm just not. Like, I think it's okay. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same as Netflix. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of like in between. Like, I, I don't know. Well, we've all had this worry of, of um, you know, what it's going to be like when these these Marvel Knights, so to speak, from Netflix come over to Disney Plus. And then, of course, we had the big announcement from Disney Plus that they were going to have the adult, you know, the more adult content. And and this show is probably one of the first to show it, you know. You got She-Hulk flipping the bird. You got them talking about Captain America having sex. You know, some of the things they said and talked about, super taboo at Disney, and it's on now. I honestly think that they're going to do their double right. I think they're going to do fine with that. I think they're going to do good enough to where they're going to be able to bring in Frank Castle eventually. And I think they're going to do Deadpool some justice. You know, I really feel like um, they're setting up, I've spoke about it before, so I'll be brief, mm-hmm. uh, the street level uh, Marvel characters. And I feel like Daredevil is going to be the center of that. He's going to be mm-hmm. sort of oh, the, yeah. the person that brings them all together. Uh, so I will say that he's not going to be like a huge part of this show, but his actual being on the show, his presence will have an overarching significance down the line. Yeah. Water down Deadpool, water down Echo. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you guys. Uh, I think it, I'm not sure who it was. Maybe it was She-Hulk who had to go to some kind of anger management meeting. And in that meeting, you see a bunch of like villains. You see like the porcupine, I think you see, uh, is that, I think that's where you see Frogman. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think about that whole anger management class? Because <laughs> it's like abom- abomination yeah, is, that's right. is um, kind of like heading it, I guess. Right. So basically what I'm, uh, what I'm hearing is the, in the, in the first episode, She-Hulk where she's, um, in court with the other company where she eventually will end up working for mm-hmm. um, her first case is going to probably be to try to defend abomination and, and how he's not the same person anymore. So now you have to wonder like, is he tricking everybody? Is, is he truly a villain and he's just using it as a cover? And so those are the kind of questions that people are talking about as far as like him being in there. Yeah. You know, you, you see Wong, um, so Wong was hanging out with him, of course, in what's mm-hmm. uh, was that? Was that Spider-Man? No, in Shang Chi. And mm-hmm. then you know they they also shown Wong in some of the they mm-hmm. in some of the uh, trailers for this. So I'm sure Wong's going to be you know a character defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really see Abomination pulling one over the Sorcerer Supreme, even though mm-hmm. he's not so supreme. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's very interesting. Yeah, um, I I know some of the proceedings that they were talking about kind of it was it kind of mimicked like they were talking about the. The Sokovian Accords. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, damage control is going to be a part of this. You're going to see them mm-hmm. show up because they're going to be like, you know, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of guest stars that are, you know, slotted mm-hmm. to come in. I can't wait, man, to see who they got. I don't care if it's somebody so minute. That only I would get. <laughs> yeah. Because from, from what I hear, Kevin or the writer wanted to use Abomination, and that's why oh. Kevin Foggy put him in Shang-Chi. Nice. But they're showing Wong a lot. I wonder if they're going to kill off Wong so Doctor Strange can be the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. I wouldn't mind. 
I never cared much for Wong. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, I I always felt like people hyped up Wong, and Wong was never all that great. So, Mm. he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. If he dies. (laughs) (laughs) But in the books, wasn't he more like a? He was more like a butler, right? He was. He was like he. Yeah, he knew magic, but he was like he was uh, Strange's manservant, wasn't he? Yeah, but you might also recall this is 2022. So oh. the Asian, but so the Asian brother doesn't have to be the manservant. True that, Alfie. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying he would have to be. You know, people take employment. You know, mm-hmm. there could be a white guy, there could be a Mexican guy. Yeah, know, but, but they're always the Asian ones. <laughs> so hey, they made him social supreme. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as the self-help, is this something they showed in one of the trailers? Yeah. yeah. Like the, oh, yeah. You guys mm-hmm. don't watch no trailers. That's how I, you know, I get all excited for stuff because I'm like, oh, I never saw this before when I'm watching the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you also, you also see the Wrecking Crew. Um, you know, you're familiar with them. I mean, it's like what, uh, the Wrecker, Pile Driver, you know, the one guy, uh, they, they have all these weapons. Like one's got a crowbar, one's got a ball and chain. And they're all kind of uh they've got they've gotten powered by loki somehow so these all their weapons are super powered so that that's gonna be fun to see and it's like they even did as close up of one of their their weapons that showed like some of the asgardian writing on it so uh, that's a fun, always a fun team to fight yeah <laughs> Who cares, right? Who cares? What? As long as, it, as if they write it very well, I'm okay right. with it. But no one cares about all those names you, you, you threw off. I don't yeah. even know who those are. The average yeah. fan is not going to know who those are. You know what? Yeah. Everyone saw in the She-Hulk trailer. Ooh, Daredevil. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. You, you know what I mean? So um, the, the good thing about Abomination with him being in there, that mm-hmm. means that even though Edward Norton's not there, that's canon. Yeah. I'd rather that be canon than those gamma radiated poodles. That was just ridiculous. Poodles. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I wonder what Dukes has to say about those poodles. I'm sure he's got a lot to say. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. There, there, that's better. <clears throat> Sorry, ladies, gentlemen, and knights. I actually had some technical difficulties, and I was just talking away. I was like, yeah, poodles. That <laughs> completely ruins the idea of hereditary gamma radiation mm-hmm. absorption because them poodles were probably not part of the uh, DNA of the Banner family, so that kind of ruins that theory. That's okay. Like predator to hounds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he took some of his blood and put it in the poodles, which created mm-hmm. irradiated Hulk dogs mm-hmm. there. I'm going yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. So, gentlemen, as far as the Wrecking Crew goes, wasn't one member of the Wrecking Crew already in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, wait, is Absorbing Man no. in Okay. Yeah, you're thinking Absorbing Man and I think uh, Pile Driver, I think they both have the ball and chain. So gotcha. Absorbing Man, he just touches anything and he becomes that particular metal or whatever and i'm pretty sure it's pile driver he just he's big and buff and he has a ball and chain and wow. those can be scary so basically these guys are so cool 
that we don't even really know their names. Just like they're the wrecking crew. Yeah. Jackhammer. <laughs> Other hammer. Steve. <laughs> cool. Thanks for hyping those guys up. You know, I wish Alfonso was my hype man. Because yeah. no matter how, how crappy of a job someone does, Alfonso's like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. I, the, yeah. the writing was so good in this first episode. Do you, you agree? Like, it was a really good episode. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And it's it's crazy because they're saying there's going to be a cameo for every episode. Like, I think if the show continues to be as good as the first one was, I don't really think they need a lot of cameos. Yeah. I almost kind of think, like, they're just doing cameos, throwing it in to set up other things. Right. So I, I almost want to say, like, the She-Hope is just going to be a catapult for a lot of, like, Daredevil, right, obviously. Right. Um, just a catapult for a lot of other characters to be introduced. And that's what Disney Plus is. All the shows just, let's just introduce characters that are going to eventually be in movies. Right. And, and you know, who's to say that she doesn't show up in the Fantastic Four movie? Because for a time, she was a member of the Fantastic Four. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that, that's, that was the whole thing with the original Secret Wars, where the thing was on the planet and he didn't, he didn't want to go back because he can shift back and forth to human right. form. And I remember reading that as a kid. And I was like, that makes sense. Why why can't he change back and forth, but Human Torch can? Why can you know what I mean? Like for me, I, I mean, I get it. it. It looks cool, but I thought like over the years they could fix that because I think it's cool for him to turn in, or maybe he's too much like Hulk. Well, let me just turn into the thing. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. I, I think there was a time where they actually found out that Reed Richards found a way to fix him. Yeah, but um, it would it would cure him of the whole thing persona. And he never did it because he felt he needed the thing more for the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, that was world. that whack, that whack Fantastic Fantastic Four first movie. That was a whack one. Oh, was that in the movie? Mm-hmm. No, it was. I mean, it was also in the books, but he never did it because you know they needed them more. So he then he found out, and of course, thing was not happy. But to your point, they said the thing is in it, and it's supposed to be the dude from I can't remember his name. How Jason. I Met Your Mother, Jason. Yeah, Segal. Jerry yeah. Jason Segel. And that'd be pretty good. He's 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 funny. He's got a good voice for that, you know. I like that guy a lot. <laughs> Alan's not feeling it. He's like, I don't even know who this dude is. <laughs> you are correct, Joe. I don't know who Jason Siegel is. I feel like them rolling out the thing right now, it's going to be one of those uh, swerves like they did with Quicksilver, where, oh, this is Quicksilver, but it's not the Quicksilver you were hoping for. Except yeah. nobody's hoping for the thing. Like, I know I've said this before, so yay, I'm, comp- I'm I'm repetitive. Nobody cares about the Fantastic Four, okay? Everyone's pretending that they do. Nobody cares about the Fantastic Four. Hence, the first two crappy movies. Uh, or we could say <laughs> the Roger Corman crappy movie. All the Fantastic Four movie uh, efforts have mm-hmm. been garbage i did enjoy the version that had uh michael b jordan but you know uh, got us in yeah. somewhere i didn't right? think that was that bad i think a lot right. of people did didn't didn't really feel that movie because it wasn't so much action in it yes but i thought the story was decent like i didn't have a problem with that version i agree i should watch yeah. that movie yeah you you know 
you should be on a podcast and you should watch movies that people talk about on the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> to be fair, Fantastic Four was not on the docket today. <laughs> it's okay if they're not the X-Men. Yeah, it's is, like... Is it? <laughs> Alfonso, did you watch that um, that one show that came on in like the late 90s? It was called like Mutant X or something like that. Generation X? I still have it on VHS. Are you serious? Yes. I need to show my yeah, kids. See, see, that's where Alfonso's like movie spectrum goes. <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad of an X-Men movie it is or X-Men yeah. show, he'll watch it. Come on, but you like Emma Frost and Banshee running the school for gifted younger youngsters in Massachusetts Academy. It was great. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's even that's why that. whenever we start talking about stuff, Alfonso's like, haven't watched that. <laughs> But I got I got this bootleg X-Men movie that's a fan cosplay on DVD. Did you watch that other one that was on Fox? Uh, I can't remember the name of the it. The Gifted? Yeah. Yeah. It was I really kept good. watching it. It sucked. No. Uh, I kept I kept watching it and I'm like, it's cool because I, I thought you know, like I, I thought um Lorna was it Lorna Stone? Yeah, Polaris Lorna Dane. Yeah. She was she was really good. I was like, bro. Please get better. Please yeah. get better. I'm rooting for the show. You, you know what I mean? And like the, the lead character, Alan, had little glowing dots on his hand. Yeah, I didn't like, like it. And I'm just like, really, bro? Special effects that we need. Oh, we have a budget. We got to put these little glowing balls on his hand. Oh, yeah, that's it. We'll do that because it's cheaper. And I, I was really hoping it was going to be good. And it just was a big letdown. I didn't even finish season two. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it was like the big meat underground. It was just bad. It had potential, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Every now and then they talk about like, oh, well, you know, maybe we'll make it to the X-Men one day. <laughs> See, the thing of it was like this, Alan. They, it was like a bootleg X-Factor. It was like the X-Men mysteriously disappeared. And every now and then I'm going to tease you that they're around the corner and it never happened. And so, like, it's like, bro, you can only dangle that carrot for so long before people are just like, no, dude. That's why I didn't get past season two. Wow. Well, <clears throat> thanks for dragging us down that rabbit hole, Alfonso. Anytime, That's why you anytime. are the X-Man. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, guys, I just really enjoyed She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, I think mm -hmm. the only character that we haven't speculated on is Titania. So mm -hmm. I don't know too much about Titania. I'm going to be awesome. Or, excuse me, honest. And I'm going to be awesome. Hell, You're always awesome. Consciously hey. bragging. Um, mm. <laughs> you guys know anything about Titania? Yeah, uh, I think she was first introduced on uh, in Secret Wars. She popped up and she became like the girlfriend of Molecule Man. Um, super buff, super strong, right? Um, I love the actress who played her. I, I don't really, I wasn't digging the outfit too much. And that flying sidekick mm. was super weak. That was the worst thing in the show. Mm. But, you know, <laughs> other than that. Wasn't didn't like Doctor Doom give her powers or something like that? That's what it was, right? No, which yeah, I want to say so. Yeah. So which which again, Doctor Doom is coming, baby. That that's why we want the Fantastic Four, just so we can get the Doom. Possibly. What's the name of the actress that's going to be playing her? Jamil Jamil Jamia Jamil. That's right. That's right. She's an awesome actress. Oh, I yeah. watched her in The Good Place. Uh, she's mm -hmm. also like a host of some game show. 
Oh, that's right. First of all, she is a woman of very tall stature. <laughs> so I, I feel yeah. like she will just have this imposing presence on camera. Uh, but she also comes across as very graceful. At least she did on The Good Place. So I feel like she's just going to be an awesome addition mm -hmm. to this show. Yeah, I hope we get more of her because if it's just that little bit, that little brief cameo, I'm like, it's not quite enough for somebody like her. I'm pretty sure, but I would have liked, liked to Alfie's point. <laughs> that little sidekick, dude. It was like, <laughs> mommy, like Mortal Kombat. You do a little sidekick. And <laughs> you remember, Alan, you would do like the jump kick, but you could punch a kick out of the air. I don't know if you remember I used to do that. And I used to teleport with Scorpion across the screen and grab it. Get over here. That's basically what she did. <laughs> girl, girl probably should have played some Mortal Kombat, bro. She came with that flying kick, and she was like, get over here, and just punched her. And you're like, I, I would have liked, but it seems like every episode's going to be fast because it was fast-paced. And yeah. I, so, and that was another thing people had a problem with because it was so fast, you had to get to the point. But I thought they did very well clarifying it. Oh, I can't get on with this lawyer thing until I tell you what happened. And I thought that was like, all right, cool. Like, you don't have to do it. It would, you don't have to do a whole episode of her training. It was just, I was okay yeah. with it. Just like yeah. I was okay with like the new Spider Man. You're not going to show how he got his powers. So I'm okay with them doing it quick like that. It was a really good show. I like it. I was entertained, and I can't wait to watch it. You know, like in a couple of days, the second episode. Even though it's short, I think it's like 23 minutes. But I mean, you figure it's a half hour show. I mean, a half hour show on TV. You have commercials. It's not really a half hour show. Right. So what are the run times, Joe, for the other episodes? Uh, let me check because I have it here somewhere. It is the first the first one is 22 minutes, 2253. Third episode is 2703. And then episode four is 2834, which the first episode was like 45 minutes. But if you think about it, each episode that they do on Disney Plus is technically a movie broken up into episodes. Right. Oh yeah. So I mean, like the first movie was forty-five minutes. That's basically a movie. They're giving you nine episodes too. Right. So I mean, I'm okay. With, I'm okay with the run times. I mean, you, you watch them like a movie. So I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. I feel like there's not going to be filler in every episode. It's right. like the, you yeah, ain't got time. get to the I point. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I overall strongly recommend the show based on the first episode. Uh. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Well, I really like the fact that you guys all came around to my way of thinking. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm watching it. You guys, eh, I don't know. It doesn't look like... Yeah, because the, the CGI for the commercials, it was just, it was, it was bad. But I knew they were going to fix it. They were going to fix it in post, you know, and they were going to roll with it. And I just, I, I had the feeling that it was going to be a lot of fun. And I had a great time. Seems like you gentlemen did as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Alfie's stance on everything in life and in movies. Everything's positive about it, even though Eternal suck and he still says it's good. <laughs> so, I mean, we're all... <laughs> so, do you think this was a good show to kick off after Miss Marvel? Totally. Totally, because Miss Marvel, it, it led, in, led in with a lot of the fun and, and this kind of going the same route, you know. And I never said Eternals was a good movie. I said it had good parts. <laughs> it had no good parts, bro. <laughs> I did like the part where Mercari was running on beach. I thought that was pretty cool. Everything else, 
I wish Mercari could have ran out of that movie into a different <laughs> Bro, I don't even remember that scene. It was, it was pretty cool, bro. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You need you to go watch, watch it just for that. Yeah, just bro, that part. If I'm going to watch someone running fast, that's cool, is, is Quicksilver in the X-Men. Because <laughs> yeah. he's done right. If I'm going to yes. watch anyone that runs fast. When you see that, that's the only thing Fox did right was the was Quicksilver. That's the only thing. Oh. So good. If I see anybody fast that doesn't do that type of stuff, no. Just like Nightcrawler. If Nightcrawler, if they come back with Nightcrawler again, if he doesn't do what he did in X-Men 2, I'm not with it. Because X dude, back when you when you came in in the theaters and you watched that first 10 minutes, you're like, wow. The whole time. The whole time. No, just just the first ten minutes, Alfonso. Exactly. Whole, that's why I said. That that's why fun. I said. Hey, that's why I said the first ten minutes, bro. That was it. <laughs> Alfonso was like, "Yes, the whole time, the whole movie, no, the no, entire the franchise." Movie, the yes. No. I can't. I can't back that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, any final thoughts for the ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order? Yeah, uh, She-Hulk, highly recommended. You guys, get out there, watch it. Watch it a couple times. Let us know what you think. Yeah, go watch it. Let other people know that it's you. they should watch it. It's a really good show. Entertaining. It's fun. I hope they continue it with the series being fun. I like the dynamic between uh, the Hulk and She-Hulk, and I hope they do it again soon. But it's a very entertaining show, and for the first time in a quite a long time i'm looking forward to the i can't wait to watch the next episode and with that this concludes this episode of the nerd world order broadcast so until next time ladies gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order i am nwo we are nwo nerds redefined booyah